1: <laughs> oh, I'm in a mood tonight, babies. Happy Friday Eve. Yes, indeedy. Y'all want to know why? I was actually at really seriously aggravated a couple of hours ago because I didn't really think we had justice for Jesse. And then the more I think about it, the more I realize how, yes, indeedy, we did. And how sweet it is! That and more on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me as always. Don't I say it every night? But I truly do, do, do appreciate you. I've actually already got my nominee for hero of this week, and he's on the other side of the country. I can't wait to share that information with you as well. We've got an old friend of mine who's going to be here tonight. Who's done? I, how I've been nagging. I've been telling y'all you got to run for office. We can't just sit around screaming at the TV and getting all aggravated. We got to actually get involved. We've got to put the time in and the effort and the money if we've got it. And we've got to try to do our part to affect change in this country. And my friend Cordy Lee Williams is running for U.S. Senate, and he will be here at the bottom half of the hour. Lots of time for you guys to uh, give us a call, 888-344-1170. The question today for y'all is, hmm, I'm not sure which selfish narcissistic, profoundly arrogant person we should start the show with tonight. That's actually how the judge described Jesse Smollett, but it could also be used to describe none other than Kamala Harris tonight. But before we get into any of that, I gotta bring in my man, because I haven't decided yet what my question of the day should be, whether or not it should be, who's who's more offensive? Maybe that should be my question of the day. Did you watch the, the Kamala Harris clip that is going around that has offended the world and what are your thoughts on that? And and do you think that uh, the 15, of uh, uh, five months, 150 days in jail and a 30-day pro- felony probation is enough of a sentence for Jesse Smollett? 888-344-1170. Now I'm going to bring in the man, the myth, the legend. It's DJ Potato Skins.
2: It will include an across-the-board DJ, <laughs> D-J, 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 DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. There may be nobody more offensive than uh, Vice President Harris. She she just she astounds me.
1: Well, both um, have an impact and and have had an impact on our nation, and that's one of the reasons why I watched the Jesse Smollett sentencing by Kamala Harris literally offended the world today, and what makes her my nominee for Stink of the Week is that not only did she offend the world because she was uh, mind-numbingly, profoundly arrogant, selfish, and narcissistic in her behavior, but it's over the topic that she was discussing and the fact that this is number two in terms of our nation's uh, 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 administration. Perhaps
2: this, one day even number one.
1: Well, well, and given how feeble Joe Biden is, to think that this woman is literally a heartbeat away from the presidency should horrify all of you. Today, she was giving a press conference with um, I, I think his name was was Drew. I can't remember the, the president's name from Poland. And she was asked about immigrants coming from Ukraine. And here was her response.
2: Friend in need is a friend in need. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, well the reason why she said a friend in need is a friend indeed is because she couldn't give an answer so she's looking over to this guy to give her an answer and starts cackling i haven't laughed that loud since the last time i watched old school and frank the tank was streaking down the street and yes by the way that is one of the funniest comedies ever uh end of end of discussion who laughs like that When people are being children are being bombed in a hospital, babies being killed. It's disgusting. It's horrific. And if you watch the video, and I encourage you to do so, he he puts his hand up and he's like trying to shut her up. And he actually went on to say, through interpreters, we now understand that he's telling her that he says to the world, "This is a serious matter. It's it's insane." It could be explained by the fact that two weeks in, 16 days into this Russian invasion into Ukraine, that the left's new narrative is is that to support Ukraine is white supremacy. Have you heard that, Skins?
2: No, but it doesn't surprise me in in the slightest.
1: Yeah, I don't know if uh, Joy Reid – who still has? Who hasn't been canceled? Still has her her hosting job and a show on MSNBC. Even after blog posts uh, with homophobic slurs and other and other uh, disgusting comments were revealed, she still has her job. She started talking, I guess, on MSNBC. She might have been the start of it. Uh, she was discussing on her show a day or two ago that um, you know where's the outrage for uh, the war going on in Yemen and wars and conflicts in Africa. And that, you know, that, that no Americans don't care about anything going on in any of these, uh, these continents or nations with people of color. It's, uh, you know, we only care about Ukraine because they're white. Yeah, let that sink in. But when I first heard that story, I thought, well, it's Joy Reid. I mean, that's her brand, right? That's the brand of the Democrats. That's the brand of MSNBC. And, of course, she's a person of color. So, you know, that's, that's her personal brand, evidently including her anti, you know, uh, gay people, you know, um, attitude. But then I see trending this morning, Prince William is a racist. I'm thinking, what? Is this about Harry? Is this about that uh, Harry who, you know— I, I, I've i never been a fan of the Royals. You know, Harry and Meghan come over here and they get shoved on us. And, you know, it's just like, I never want to see them trending because I try to, I try to, you know, not have to think about these people. I don't even want to see their names. It's the equivalent to seeing the view trending, right? If I wanted, if I cared anything about hearing anybody's opinion of the view, I'd watch the view. I don't. Stop shoving them on me. That's how I feel about the Royals. And then I realized that what's behind this is that Prince Harry uh, William was asked a question about Ukraine and he was said something to the effect of those of us in my age group have never seen anything like this happen in Europe because this is happening on the continent of Europe. Okay. He said nothing about anybody's skin color. He said nothing derogatory about Africa or any other continent that has primarily people of color on it. But he was accused of saying that. And even after the full video of his contents was released in which he said nothing derogatory, he made no comparison about the European content being better than a content of any any other, uh, you know, color of anybody's skin. It was still pushed out that he was a racist. And guess what? He's from Europe. Right. And so and so I I tweeted about it. And I had somebody come at me and say, well, you know what? I follow you for your political uh, uh, opinions, not anything else. That's how – this is where we're at as conservatives, not even – it wasn't about Harry. It wasn't about the royals. This is political. See, this is why we conservatives are losing the culture war, Right. Because even too many conservatives can't see that it's never about the first thing that they put in front of you. It's always about the cultural Marxist movement and a second or third or fourth level area in which they're trying to take this country. If you're just looking at the at, at the headline, you, you might not get what ultimately it's about. So that's today's narrative. Let's get into some brighter news, shall we? Some brighter news is I started watching the Jesse Smollett sentencing today. I actually didn't realize that it was um like Stephen Crowder who said, you know, happy Jesse Smollett sentencing today. I didn't wake up today knowing that. I wasn't looking forward to it. But I see that it was happening, so of course I got to watch the the um I I've got to watch the courtroom in part because y'all know that that in my spare time I'm obsessed with true crime. I've watched every major trial involving true crime in this country except confession, except um, what's his name? Simpson. OJ Simpson. Uh, I was launching my sales career, didn't have time for that. Um, So of course I had to tune in and, and, you know, I'm seeing the defense attorney. The defense attorney starts with your honor. Has this man, first of all, your honor, COVID is still like crazy pandemic right now. And I don't think he's had his booster shots. You cannot send this man to prison and, and cause him to die of COVID. Then he shifts. I see your face in there. It's like the <laughs> he his approach clearly was to throw spaghetti against the wall and hope something sticks, right? So then he's gotten getting anything from the judge on that. So then he shifts and he's like, your honor. Have you seen the backlash against this man in the racist comments? I mean, has he not suffered enough, right? So then it got even worse from there watching, you know, this guy made my cousin Vinny in the opening scenes, you know, seem like truly illegal, you know, litigation specialist. That's a good movie, by the way. Yeah. Another hilarious movie. Um, you know, and, and Kamala laughed harder in that clip than I ever have in, in my cousin Vinny, the two Utes scene, right? Um, so then, uh, so I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm getting concerned that this is Chicago, right? This judge is going to just, you know, totally cave. This dude's an actor. Uh, the judge starts talking about how, um, when it comes to the sentencing time, he starts talking about, you know, you can't judge any one person by one bad thing. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And um you know there is mitigation in this case you know because you know you, you know you've you have had time in your life in which you've done good things in the social justice movement and we've received pleas of mercy uh by those in that arena and by the way pleas of mercy that he received included um jack wagons like you know samuel jackson you know um so i guess he really thought uh that that was going to have some sway with the judge um, but the judge went on to say that basically there were three areas that were a major problem for him. And one was premeditation. The other was the damage that he had done to the city and not just in the cost. Uh, he also talked about the pain that had been done to victims of hate crimes. What he left out, which was a real problem for me, that nobody is talking about to this day, is the damage that was done to this nation and the false accusation that was done to Trump, to Trump supporters there was a choice that was put on to put a MAGA hat on one of those fools' head and try to defame 75 million voters. That's where the pain is. And this was done specifically because Black Lives Matter in the course of them pushing out that false narrative had burned cities to the ground. And but for the fact that this man is as bad an actor as he is and not particularly bright, anybody could see through pretty quickly, other than, I guess, Robin, what's her face on Good Morning America, anybody could, with, with half a brain, the sense God gave Frank the Tank or my cousin Vinny could see that this didn't pass the smell test of the tuna salad sandwich that he never dropped in the course of being, you know, uh, attempted to be lynched. And that's where I take real umbra- umbrage with this judge. He went on to say, though, that on the witness stand that Jesse Smollett had for hour after hour committed perjury. And he went on to say, and, 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 and but, but then he went on to talk about mitigation. He went through the three things that were bad first and the pain that he caused. Then he gets into mitigation. And then it's clear that uh, the Smollett camp thinks thinks that he's just going to get a complete pass. He's going to have to spend a week or two picking up trash on the side of the road. He's got his suit on, probably got his first, you know, probably got his ticket on a private jet, the PJ, already, you know, loaded up with his luggage to fly to New York City to do Good Morning America tomorrow morning with Robin Roberts, only to have the judge say, you get 30 months felony probation, then you're still thinking he's going to walk and you're going to get 150 days in jail starting this moment. Did, I know you're busy, skins. Did you see his reaction?
2: No, I only heard a lot of the audio. I didn't actually get to see his reaction. But...
1: We didn't have time to pull the audio, so he gets so he pulls his mask down. He's like, "I am not suicidal." And you're thinking, "What are you talking about?" Nobody thinks you're a Hillary Clinton whistleblower. What are you coming up with this? I'm not suicidal thing, right? Nobody thinks you're you know Epstein or anybody. What are you talking about? So then he goes on and on and on and, and stands up at one point. Had he been white? and not Jesse Smollett, they would have said, you're in contempt of court. You I sit was your, just thinking that, yeah. You sit your butt down in your chair and you shut up this second or we're going to haul you out and you're going to face additional charges. They oh, but no. Go, huh? Right, but no, they let him stand up there and go on and on. But you know what? I quite enjoyed it. Because hucksters like him and like the Al Sharptons of the world and the Jesse Jackson Rainbow Coalition extortionist, they have gotten away for far too long with being able to push out their hate crimes through whether it's in the form of a hoax like this or whether it's in the form of some other false narrative or Tawanda Brawley or whatever else. And nobody ever has to pay a price for it, Right. So you know what? I, In hindsight, watching his meltdown and the fact that he's going to spend, and he should spend five months in there, the, his attorneys immediately tried to get that suspended. They're going to be, they're working the machine tonight. They probably got Michelle Obama working the phones to try to get him released. She was behind the fact that he wasn't charged when he should have been. She was behind the fact that that DA tried, attempted to cover it up. Who needs to be disbarred? But the fact that he probably had to be, and he might have avoided the strip search that usually happens when people are, are are in these circumstances, brought in the intake. But I'm just I'm just pleased tonight that he didn't get his way. He thought that he was going to get a little tiny slap on the wrist, and he didn't. Five months in the pokey—that's what he got. All right, t- we're going to take a break. We come back. Twenty, The left is still talking about the big lie, right? Well, Just the News published today the top 20 pieces of proof with backup of the election fraud that took place in the November 2020 elections. That really should be the number one topic in America tonight.
0: Get more from The Andrea Kay Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
3: You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Of course, I've got so many notes in front of me. I'm trying to find my top 20 pieces of election fraud. Let me go to my... Let me go do my my laptop. I'm so old school. I don't like to read from my laptop. I like to have I'm the it. the same way. I got to have that
2: physical paper.
1: Yeah. You want to know why? <laughs> they tease me here. I love my highlighter. <laughs> I don't have my... I, it's If it's on my laptop, I don't get to see my happy little highlighted. It takes me back to my LSU days. All right. So I got to read it from here. All right. So this is from Just the News. And this is, according to them, the, the 20 most important revelations. This is not... The only pieces of election fraud that have been, been discovered from uh, 2020. And I encourage you to go to their website, justthenews.com, print this out anytime you hear anybody or save it, save the link, link, because they are continuing to accuse any of us, especially Trump. This is what the January 6th thing's all about, right? This January 6th commission. One of the reasons why I tuned into this Jesse Smollett sentencing. Uh, today was because I was curious to see if he was going to spend any time behind bars because we still have political prisoners in this country. We have a, a January 6th defendant who a judge appointed by Trump refused to grant him bail because he still, and this was just recently, just a couple of weeks ago, said that the, according to the judge, he still held the belief that something untoward had happened in the democratic process. We have political prisoners because you're not allowed to believe that something happened. Well, here's 20. 20- of the top most important revelations. We must be sharing this information all day, every day on all of the socials. Number one, foreign intrusion. I didn't even know this story. Federal authorities have confirmed that two Iranian nationals successfully hacked into a state computer election system, stole 100,000 voter registrations and used the data to carry out a cyber intimidation campaign that targeted GOP members of Congress, Trump campaign officials and Democrat voters in the November twenty ele- election, in one of the largest foreign intrusions in U.S. election history. Alleged bribery. The former state Supreme Court justice, the guy who um, uh, I can't remember his name, who is a former uh, justice, he was appointed by the Wisconsin legislature to investigate the 2020 election. The guy recently said that we needed to to reverse and uncertify the election, concluded that millions of dollars in donations to election administrators in five Democrat heavy municipalities uh, from Mark Zuckerberg funded Center for Tech and Civic Life, violated state anti-bribery laws and corrupted election practices by turning public election authorities into liberal get-out-the-vote activists. Uh, it was Michael Gableman, That's who the uh, special in- investigator was. Number three, illegal ballot harvesting in Wisconsin. We talked. We did talk about this one. He exposed um, a voter collection operation, uh, known as ballot harvesting, which is legal here in, in California, but it's not in Wisconsin. They went into nursing homes in which third party activists illegally collected the ballots of vulnerable residents, some of whom lacked the mental or physical capacity to vote and some who were forbidden from voting by guard- guardianship agreements. Um, there's even more to that uh, story. So this is why I'm just reading you the highlights here. You've got to go to justthenews.com and get this article and share it everywhere. Number four, ballot harvesting probe in Georgia. We did talk about this one. Uh, Secretary of State Raffensperger has announced he's opened a criminal investigation into allegations. True, the vote uh, has a, a John Doe who has admitted his role and has identified nonprofits who funded a $10 per ballot Um, uh, campaign. And it says that thousands of votes were delivered according to that. And they also have uh, cell phone location records um, pinpointing the alleged harvesting by 240 activists. Number five, um, bad voting signatures, a review of Maricopa County's Arizona mail-in ballots show that more than 200,000 ballots with signatures that did not match voter files, they were counted without being reviewed, and it was more than eight times the number that the county acknowledged, 200,000. More in Arizona, 50,000 ballots uh, were also shown that included um, voters who cast ballots from residences they had left. 50,000, that's nearly five times the margin of Joe Biden's victory. Number seven, illegal ballot drop boxes. More from Michigan. The judge ruled the widespread use of ballot drop boxes in 20 was unlawful, and the state Supreme Court has let that ruling stand, meaning this was unlawful. All those mail-in drop boxes that were rife with different variety of ways to cast illegal ballots were uh, considered uh, declared illegal. Number eight, uh, far. I just talked about this the other day, foreign uh, voters on Texas rolls, nearly 12,000 non-citizens, uh, as well as the fact, I didn't mention this, nearly 600 cases in which ballots may have been cast in the name of a dead resident or by a voter who may have voted in another state. Number nine, foreign voters found on Georgia rolls. Same thing here. We're seeing that across the board. Um, unconstitutional mail-in voting, Pennsylvania Commonwealth has concluded the state law, uh, that opened the door to no excuse mail-in ballot, uh, was unconstitutional. Um, mail-in voting can only be enacted by constitutional amendment. And this is, this is the case. The Supreme court refused to hear more, uh, non-citizen voters in Wisconsin. That was number 11, number 12, ballot chain of custody issues in Georgia, um, that involves problems with DeKalb but County. Uh, Fulton County irregularities in Georgia documented two dozen pages of mismanagement and irregularities. Um, and the, uh, it's so serious that it has prompted the state to take steps to uh, possibly put Fulton County into receiverships, empowering state officials uh, to run elections. Number 14, Errant vote counting, more in Georgia. Kemp referred the audited November 2020 results uh, to the state election board. Three dozen significant problems with absentee ballot counting, duplicate tallies, math errors, transposed data. Number 15, dirty voter rolls in Michigan. Number 16, illegal exemptions from voter ID. In Wisconsin, uh, the Supreme Court ruled that as many as 200,000 voters were allowed to illegally skip voter ID for absentee ballots by claiming they were uh, indefinitely confined, confined by COVID when there was no such legal authority to do so. So that was a way to skip voter ID. 17, uneven enforcement of election laws, more in uh, Wisconsin uh, Audit Bureau, identified 30 problems with the administration elections. These were all the these were all the contested states. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia and Arizona. Totaling 20. The Democrats knew these were going to be the contested states, and they put methods in place to steal the election and give it to Biden. Eighteen, more uh, uh, illegal harvesting in Arizona. A half a dozen people have already been indicted on charges of illegal harvesting in Arizona. Don't let any the big lie is what's going on with this January 6th commission. That is all about falsely accusing President Trump and Trump voters of trying to launch a coup. An insurrection is to cover— the real insurrection, the real coup that took place on Election Day. Uh, number 19 was um, more voter fraud in Michigan. Michigan charged three women in connection with voter fraud schemes. And number 20, still more nursing home fraud in Wisconsin, Racing County. Sheriff Christopher Schmeling. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Good
2: luck to you, I'm Andrea. Su- I'm
1: so, I, I'm su- I have such the sense of humor of a, thir- sheriff. Of a, of a 13, uh, 13-year-old sheriff Schmeling. I'm I'm so immature, announced his investigations have secured evidence that eight out of 42 residents at a local nursing home have been recorded as casting absentee ballots that their family said were not possible because the residents didn't possess... The cognitive ability to vote. I think I'm just losing my mind over all this.
2: Well, you know, and then the best part about all of that, Andrea, is a lot of people saying, well, well, "Well, you 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 can't talk about Dominion like that." It goes well beyond Dominion, as the 20 things exactly. you just pointed out.
1: Exactly. Whatever you think. Of Dr. Frank and his modeling and what he found and others found in Georgia with machines that were, were, were connected Fine. to the internet with the, okay, you don't believe in Dominion? Dominion's, Dominion has shut down Newsmax and others because of, of lawsuits. Here it is. There's proof here. This is just 20 and this is proof. Don't let anybody tell you again that it's not widespread. That there was no election fraud and it's a big lie. That's the big lie. And I don't usually read lists like this on my show. It's important. This is it, there is nothing more important. There's their skins. How many times have we said
2: it is the issue?
1: It is the issue. Nothing matters if elections don't matter. In a moment, we're going to take a break and bring in my friend Cordy Lee Williams, the megaphone marine, who's who's running for U.S. Senate. Well, we'll we've got a jungle primary going well, think on. Think
2: about here. it, Andrea, because all, all all this actually gone, gone across fair and square. President Trump is still in office and this nation is still standing strong.
1: Right. And we don't have seven dollars a gallon of gas. Right. We don't have Russia in Ukraine. Right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to talk to Cordy Lee Williams. So don't you go anywhere.
0: The Andrea K Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on
3: OurFreeNation.org.
0: Just search Andrea Kay. Spelled
3: K A Y E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I am over my giggles. I tell y'all it's all gone. You know how sometimes there's a word that just hits you, just funny, and and if you like, you know, immature humor, and one of your favorite comedies is old school then, uh, you know, you might, you know, you might know what what I'm talking about. All right. We are going before the break. I went into uh, just the news uh, published the top 20 uh, pieces of uh, or top 20 stories or pieces of evidence of, of election fraud. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about with uh, my buddy Cordy Lee Williams, who's running for U.S. Senate. And he joins me now. Hello, Cordy Lee Williams, candidate for U.S. Senate.
3: Hello, beautiful. How are you?
1: Well, I'm good. I'm glad to have you on, particularly in so so much breaking news and, and things happening. First of all, since we were talking about election fraud um, before the break, you know, we're hoping that as you and others uh, run for Republican offices, uh, run for offices on the Republican ticket around the state that we've got. Uh, that we're not going to have seats, seats stolen. Um, we know here in, I will tell y'all here in San Diego County, uh, the Republican Party has put a, put a, a, mechanism, mechanisms in place to overcome the fraud. In fact, that's one reason why we had success in a district here that was plus 18 points in Democrat. So get out the vote, right? Um, but Cordy, when you get, when you get to uh, the U.S. Senate, what do you expect to do with the Freedom Caucus to stop to um, to re- restore election integrity and stop the Democrats' move to continue to steal it?
3: Well, you know, I've I've been endorsed for probably about three or four months by Arizona State Senator Sonny Borelli, and I believe that Maricopa County and Wendy Rogers and Sonny Borelli, everything they've done there, I mean, they've really got a playbook that they've started to develop that I think. Um, all the other states need to be utilizing um, from the way that they're um, looking at the divots that you talked about and analyzing that on, on the back end, but also just the canvassing that they've done. They've been doing canvassing for years. You know, I, I had somebody I talked to tonight. I don't know why we're not doing, um, you know, when you get on a plane, you have the, the clear, uh, whatever it's called, not, not TSA pre-check, but the clear thing where they do the eye scan. We've got more security to board a plane than we do in our elections, not saying it's not important to board a plane, especially the crazy guys that put stuff in their shoes, but why can't we take that same technology and verify somebody's identity before you go to the ballot? And so so I think canvassing, I think poll watchers, you know, my good friend, Sebastian Gorka, um, said several times, there's key areas that we should literally have people buy mailboxes and, and th- there should be independent companies that come in I mean I think even the postal service who knows if they're compromised or not we should have some independent people in there um videotaping and recording cuz you saw the post video footage after 2020 Well, yeah, it was coming out.
1: Right. Excuse me for interrupting. I was just flashing. I think I I remember a report that there was a postal worker in New York that was busted with thousands of ballots for another state. It was like, you know, a a state that was like four states away. It was crazy. I would like to see us go back to election day, no absentee ballots. We don't need three weeks of early voting. And, you know, if you've got if you've got, um, you know, a a valid reason other than the military, I, I don't. I I think that, you know, they should be the only people to vote absentee. If you care enough about voting, you want to take a vacation and it's on election day. That's your that's on you. You we shouldn't be doing absentee balloting. All this stuff is for convenience has just left it open for fraud. I think it needs to be election day, paper ballots and voter ID. Got to move on uh, from there. So today, well, when Biden gave his State of the Union address, it was, oh, look, no mask mandates in in Congress. This means uh, and all across the country. country, uh, they're easing up on mandates. And I was like, not so fast. That morning, I was on Newsmax. The next day, I was on Newsmax. And I'm like, why is everybody buying into this this phony lie that the Democrats are easing on mandates? I said, did Biden announce last night in the State of the Union that he was going to remove masks on planes? Oh, good point, she says on Newsmax. Not only did they not, but they extended the mask mandates on uh, airlines today. Shot mandates are continuing. Twenty one states are passing a VAX passport. What will you do with the Senate to to uh, 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 get uh, legislation passed to ban at any local level mandates?
3: Well, I think what we need to do is remind um, these these rhinos and these swamp creatures of, of what the First Amendment says. And I think legislation that that protects people's HIPAA rights, that protects people's ADA rights, and really outlines what a religious exemption and um, what a medical exemption looks like. You know, you, you think about a lot of these problems and they all occur because there's no check and balance because we never really faced tyranny at this level, Andrea. I, right. I don't think like like none of us thought two years ago that our local mayors, city council members and everybody was just going to roll over and allow the flight attendants and the waiters and servers to now now suddenly become medical experts. And, and I'm not I'm not making fun of those industries, obviously, right. just the absurdity that we've allowed this to happen and that Congress hasn't stepped in other than than rhetoric and lip service. Like, why isn't anybody putting up legislation to outline to these businesses, to outline to the governors and the mayors of these cities and municipalities like, hey, this is a valid medical exemption. This is what it looks like. And it's almost like putting a coloring book out for them that you shouldn't have to right. use utilize because the First Amendment's very clear. Um but I think first and foremost, protecting that, outlining religious exemptions, what an exemption looks like. I mean, I think we need to go there at this point because it's been two years of people's rights, their fundamental God given rights being trampled on.
1: Well, and I think that um I, I, I was shocked. Uh, how quickly Americans were were uh, allowed themselves to be manipulated with fear, and I was shocked. And I don't know if you were with conservatives. How many conservatives went along with this? You know that they couldn't yeah. see what the end game was, and they are as much a, pro- a part of the problem, in my opinion, as the Democrats. And you know that that's one reason why the so many Republicans, in, in terms of uh, office holders. Um, you know, are, are kind of quiet now because they, they got sucked into it and they don't want to admit they were wrong, right? But, the, but the, Repub- yeah. the the conservative, average conservative who bought into it, ne- they need to re- to recognize that they were wrong and they need to be now using their voices really forcefully. They need to be asking everybody who runs for office like yourself what they're going to do when they get into office to, um, be- the mandates aren't going away. And if Congress doesn't yeah. pass legislation to ban it, it's, o- it's only going to continue and get worse worse. Um, uh, I agree. We also need to be asking, I think Matt Brainerd has started an organization um, that he is is wants everybody running for office to answer the question, what are you going to do about the January 6th political prisoners?
3: Yeah, well, um, before I answer that, what I also want to say is I think civil disobedience and activism at the local level is the way you take away any tyranny and mandate?
2: Yes. Because
3: when when you get when you get these groups of people, whether it's Southwest Airlines, the truckers, there's so much power to tug on these politicians' purse, but also to tug on the heart of their voters. I mean, look at how we've all come together around kids and around our children, and we quit talking about the forty nine percent we don't have in common, and we started talking about the fifty one percent that we do. Right. Um, and and that's really what it's all about. As far as January 6th, I was there, um, you know, I was there on the 5th. I was there on the 6th. Um, I think it's a travesty that nobody stepped up to get anybody out of jail or very few people. I've heard the stories about the way they're being treated um, in jail. And, you know, I was nowhere near the Capitol, right? But, like, easily I could have been dragged into all that stuff because I was there to hear the president speak. Um, I spoke on stage the night before. It's just a travesty the way they've been dealt with. I think it's it's criminal what this what this fake um uh, uh, committee run run by nervous Nancy is doing and and it's such a um disgrace to justice and and, and our and our criminal justice system uh what they're doing to some of these people. Um, you know, I think these people should be charged because um you, you know the real tyranny is occurring. At the hands of these politicians, did you see the um, uh, James O'Keefe did a great, uh, you know, did a great uh, uh, the uh, New York Times. Gentleman. Yeah. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that really says it all. And there's a million accounts exactly like that. We already knew that. But nobody's publicizing it. it takes James O'Keefe to grow some testicular fortitude and actually and actually talk about it because nobody in Washington will
1: right and 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 um when i was talking to i have congressman biggs on all the time and he said he can't right now he can't get anybody yeah he can't get anybody even in the freedom caucus to put any focus on january 6th and the prisoners and you know i I could have you on to talk about gas prices everybody's talking about that those are the easy things for republicans to deal with and go on tv it's the real deep issues that are happening in our in our country with the tyranny that involves the deep state right the the corrupt fbi the DOJ that's behind this January 6th stuff. I'm glad that you weren't so I've got friends of mine that were there at the Capitol with media that have been put on no fly list and they were only there with news crews right we now we uh, you know we've got durham reporting that hillary clinton hired some people to to spy on and listen in you know on donald trump at his home at trump tower and in the white house in in the eob we need accountability for these people that have, that have yeah. committed crimes what will you promise to the voters that if you get to the senate you will lead investigations and that and that people will be prosecuted no matter who they are and how high level they are.
3: But, you know, I think what you have to do, though, and and, and I appreciate you saying that, but I never want to promise anything I can't fulfill. True. Because then I'm just like them. I'm a liar. Right. But what Good I can answer. do is as a fighter, as a fighter, civil disobedience, activism, there's so much power in that related to January 6th. The only recourse that we have is is to strip away the power of these individuals that that are, that are not abiding by the law, that are taking advantage of the FBI, that are taking advantage of the system. I mean, Ronald Reagan said it um, October 27th, 1964, when, when he talked about these bureaucracies and these social type of programs. And, you know, whether it's the NIH or the CDC and the funding that they get, and then you get another organization. I mean, I don't know how many different entities of the government that actually control the government there are, I would say 2,000 plus And it was in it was in double digits when Reagan was in office. Right. And so the way it's the way it's just ballooned, I think you have to attack it at that level. I mean, would I do investigations? Would I support that 100 percent? Is it going to go anywhere just to be candid because of the way it's controlled and manipulated? I don't know. Do we still need to do it? hundred percent we do.
1: Maybe but what we need to do, because yeah. Yeah, maybe, excuse me for interrupting I only have a minute left. Maybe no, what please. we need to do is in order to ultimately affect changes to get rid of Mitch McConnell. Oh, I would love that.
3: Oh, my so, God. That's so, the biggest rhino. He's got the biggest horn on his nose, mouth area. I don't know what they call that on on, on the safari animal called the rhino. Right. But he's got the biggest one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, can I can I assume then, and the voters assume that you will not uh, you know not support him staying as a Senate Majority Leader?
3: He's a scumbag. Yeah, okay. I 100%. think <laughs> he's an absolute scumbag.
1: <laughs> See, we don't hear this kind of honesty from most people I think running for office, affirmative, right? I mean, can listeners can you think of voting for anybody else at this point? Who uh, you know, <laughs> this is what this is why Donald Trump got elected when he came down the down the escalator, and why you well, we've got this jungle primary, but why people want to vote for somebody like yourself? Because we're so tired of these slick talking people that promise the world and deliver New Jersey. Thank you for not over promising. Thank you for, you know, for actually being somebody who's running and understands grassroots activism and pushing back and where the power is. And you're a, are a true voice for conservatism. I didn't have time to get in Ukraine tonight, but I asked you about it last time you were on. And so um, as that story progresses, we're going to keep having Cordy come back a lot. So let me know your questions for Cordy. You can email me at show.com. Cordy, where can they find you?
3: Cordy4Senate.com, C-O-R-D-I-E, number 4Senate.com. We need all your support. We need your votes. We need your love. And whatever you can spare to donate, we would love that as well. Thank you so much, Andrea.
1: Thank you, Cordy. God bless. Y'all stay tuned. God bless you.
0: The Andrea Kay Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea Kay, spelled K A Y E.
3: A K, A.K., dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea Kay, whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. We're
4: talking about the bill in Florida where they are outlawing teachers from discussing transgenderism with kindergarten, first and second graders, and third graders, that we are even debating this is incredible. That we would think that any time in high school, even grade school, that teachers should be discussing with our children transgenderism is, is, is absolutely absurd. Their role is to teach these kids how to write, how to read, how to think, how to do math. They are there to educate. They are there, they are not there to be social engineers. Thank you for listening. Bye.
1: He's absolutely right. Quite frankly, it should be a crime. It would be a crime if, if your child was over on a play date at somebody's house and the dad started talking to the six year old or seven year old about their sexuality. It's criminal. The sexualizing of children, and that's what's going on here. Uh, today, Florida passed the Stop Woke Act, and it's going to be going to DeSantis for his signature or veto. Of course, he's going to uh, sign it into law because it, it it basically bans CRT without saying that it's banning CRT. Tell me you're banning CRT without telling me you're banning CRT. What this bill does is it says that there will be no instruction that seeks to tell one person or uh, based upon their race that they're inferior. Is that not what the basis of CRT is?
2: More common sense in Florida. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So I look forward to a reporting on DeSantis voting for that. Hey, thanks for listening tonight. Thank you to Cordy Lee Williams. Thank you to the judge for sending that jet, for getting some justice. Uh, And and (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of kids in schools, tomorrow night, Bob Walters will be here for our Friday show. Take it easy.